thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is blessed this morning, Jesus. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you, of the blessing of calling you Father. Father, we say thank you this morning. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you this morning because you are faithful. Yes, Lord, you are faithful. You are kind. Father, you are love. You are love personified. Jesus, we declare this morning that you are worthy of all praise. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this morning we worship you as Jehovah Roy, the Lord our shepherd, the one who washes over our souls. Father, thank you for protecting us. Thank you for keeping us as a shepherd watches over their sheep. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for providing, for supplying all our needs. Thank you for making it possible that we are here alive in your presence. Thank you for the, for the breath in our nostrils. Lord, we say be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, once again, we ask this morning as we read your word and learn in your presence, Lord, speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom, understanding in your word, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue reading the book of Hebrews. Yes, let's continue reading the book of Hebrews. But let me add a few thoughts as we read this morning. Because usually as we read the Bible, you would have noticed, like I said before we started reading, the Bible is broken up into several smaller books. Smaller books. So you have different people, in a sense, narrating or writing down. But they are all writing down the mind of one person, God. Okay? So this is the word of God. Scriptures, the Bible says that no one, you know, spoke by any private interpretation. The scripture came as the Holy Spirit inspired men to, to write down, to speak. Okay? So very important that you note that, that it is God's mind that we are getting. So the reason why I bring that out is that because you are reading the book small okay so hebrews we said was likely written by apollos or or barnabas and then we have you know timothy first timothy second timothy written by paul okay so you have different people writing as god is speaking to them of course each one of them um you are sure that the facts who they are will reflect in their writings okay but still they are writing and i'm sure telling you 
uh, maybe one of these days we will discuss some of the, how we you know uh, you can be sure that it is God's word we are reading. Okay, but as all of them are speaking, they are speaking the mind of one person. And so to understand the Bible very well, it is always better to get the context, to get the full picture, the person narrating to the one writing, okay? And what was in his mind. If you read Timothy now, for example, we just finished reading the book of Timothy. What do you get? Okay, we read Titus. What did you get? Okay, usually I will give you us the picture of what God was intending to teach by giving us that part of the scripture. The one who narrated it know what he is communicating. However, for those of us, it's like reading a letter. Okay, so maybe I send a letter to you and you start reading from the middle. Okay, most likely you'll probably not get everything I'm saying. So very importantly, okay, that you have whenever you read a book in the Bible, you understand what was the goal or what is the goal of the book. And the goal of the book of Hebrews is Jesus. The goal of the book of Hebrews is Jesus. It is to show Jesus to these, in quotes, you know, Jewish believers, okay, that uh, this person was writing to, that Jesus was more than, you know, um, they should not go back to, they should not renounce Christianity because of the persecution they were going through, you know, because Jesus was more than, we well, yesterday we saw that Jesus was greater than any angel. Today, it will make it clear that, look, Jesus, it will speak about Jesus, the man, and that was very important, okay, because the high priest, okay, and that's why I said this person fully understand the culture, you know, the ceremonial culture, you know, and the, um, all, all the ceremonies, the, or the day of atonement, for example, that the nation of Israel went through. This person fully, fully grasped it, okay, and the Holy Spirit is using him to speak here. So very, very, very important. So Jesus fulfills that role. The role of the high priest, Jesus fulfills. The role of the angel, Jesus is greater than. In chapter 3, he will tell us, even the Moses, that all of you hold on to Jesus is greater than Moses. Helping them, you know, get a good grasp that, look, the person to hold on to is Jesus. So as we read the book of Hebrews, please see Jesus see Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Alright, let's read this morning. Hebrews chapter 2 and 3. A warning against drifting away. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have had or we may drift away from it. Simple. We must listen carefully to the truth we have had or we may drift away from it. The Obviously, at listen, they are now born again. The book of Hebrews was written to, to believers, not unbelievers. Where it was written to believers, they had listened, they are now born again. But gradually, they were about falling away because of the persecution they were going through. He wants here, be careful, we can drift away. If anybody told you that believers cannot backslide, don't fall for that trap, please. We can drift away if we are not careful to continue to pay attention to the truth. It says, for the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm 
and every violation of the law and every and every act of disobedience was punished. He's writing to Jewish believers, so they know what he's talking about. The law was the law of Moses was given through the hand of an angel in the you know uh, the first time Moses will encounter God like that was in the burning bush. And many times where God spoke like that, it was God was speaking to Moses through an angel. God warned Moses, you can't see me, okay? <laughs> that one is clear. So, it says, for the message God delivered through angel has always stood firm. The angel led them through the wilderness. It was a, was a pillar of cloud, you know, by day, pillar of fire by night. The message God gave them, you know, was so powerful. You touched that mountain, you were stoned to death. Every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? So like I said, this is one of the clues that tells us who this person is. It, was, it wasn't one of the disciples, okay, or one of the apostles. Because it says, um, we can, what makes us think we can escape if we ignore the great salvation that was first announced, announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then de- delivered to us by those who had him speak. It's up to you to, to give an interpretation with that. Is this person saying that they had Jesus themselves? But it was first announced to us, okay? It was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us. As I would say in my mind, yes, that this person was around when Jesus was, was speaking. However, they were not part of that first group that had Jesus. But it was then delivered to them, okay? They gradually, as they worked with the other apostles, it was delivered to them some of the things that Jesus spoke about. Remember, during that time, there were no Bibles. So, uh-uh. They had to be, it had to be communicated as people spoke. Verse 4, And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Okay? God confirmed the messages the words that they were speaking by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Now, he's going to talk about the man, the man Jesus. Jesus was fully man. I was asked at this argument with this brother, you know, at, you know, so we have a unit in church we call the Bible study unit. Okay, so we come together, studied, but studied the Bible, and I'm telling you for like six six to eight hours we were at this argument whether jesus was a man or not you know and uh one of the 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 the, the, the traps most christians fall into bible over interpretation okay you know trying to give the bible meaning that the word of god does not give it okay so while you are trying to deitize if i want to, if there's any word like that you are trying to make jesus you know aha that Jesus was not a, when he walked on the head, he was not a man. Yes, he was all God. I agree that Jesus was God, even on the earth, because Jesus accepted worship. However, he was in human form. He was a man. If he was not a man, the book of Hebrews does throw it into the gutter. It will not, it will not, uh, what he's saying here will not come. But if you read the book of Hebrews, this chapter 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 um this chapter two you will know yes that jesus was a man and he had to be a man 
Okay? Jesus had to be a man. If he was not a man, he would not have qualified. He would not have qualified to be able to, he would not have qualified to be able to save us. It says for in one place, the scripture says, no, let me, let me back up a, a bit. It says, and furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place, the scripture says, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Or a son of man that you should care for him. Yet for a little while you made them a little lower than the angels, than Elohim, and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Talking about Adam and Eve, but of course they lost that glory. He said, now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under his under under the authority talking about man so what we do see is jesus so it's telling us there that adam and he failed adam and he failed god gave them authority put all everything he said i give you authority over over the fish of the seas the bed of the earth over all of god's creation adam and eve lost that 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 authority and gave the title deeds to the devil and that's why the devil the title deed is, is still running the devil is still you know making mount <laughs> you can use that word okay so we don't see man anymore we don't see anything anymore under man's authority it says but we have not yet seen all things put under their authority what we do see is jesus who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. In other words, of course, he became a man. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Did you hear that? Jesus tasted death for everyone. Tasted death for you, tasted death for me. But to do that, he had to first be a little lower than the angels. He had to become a man. He was fully a man. If he was not a man, he could not have been touched or he would not have qualified to die for men. How will God, God die for, 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 for human beings? How will he know what, the, what is even sin in the first place? So yes, Jesus had to taste death, had to taste sin, be tempted by sin and still not give in to sin. Hallelujah. This is God for whom and through whom everything was made. Chose to bring many children into glory. Hmm? And it was only right listen, and it was only right that he, that he should make Jesus through his suffering a perfect leader fit to bring them into salvation, into their salvation. Jesus is fit. Eh? <laughs> For those of us who go to the gym, <laughs> you are, I'm sure you are getting me this morning. Jesus is fit to bring us into our salvation. Listen, he says, and it was only right that he should make Jesus through his suffering. The devil did not understand this. I'm telling you, he did not understand this calculus. If he had understood the permutation that God was, was using, but it was through the suffering of Jesus eh, that Jesus made it possible that we will obtain salvation. 
says, so now Jesus, so now Jesus, the one and the ones he makes holy have the same father. Ah, I wish I can just laminate this scripture eh, and put it on the wall somewhere for every believer to read every morning. Now, so now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. As just as Jesus can call God Father, you have a right to call God Father because Jesus made us God's children. See, that is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said, for he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among, among your assembled people. That was what Jesus said. You find that in Psalm 22, verse 22. Of course, David many times was prophesying and he was prophesying the words of the Messiah. He says, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. He was talking about us. 13, he also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given, has given me. He was talking about you and I. That's Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17, 17 to 18. It says, because God's children, 14, let's go on now. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. Ah, I showed this scripture to that, to the, to that brother that day. It was still arguing. Eh? Because God's children are made at human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son, the only way it could be fit. He had to become flesh and blood too. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of death. Okay, will he break, sorry, could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death? Hallelujah. Okay, so two things are really packed tightly in, in death. So Jesus had to become flesh flesh and blood okay weak that's what it is it is revealing that it's the weakness of the if you want to use it of the human of the of the physical human our flesh puts a cap puts a limitation okay it is when we we die and our spirits exit this body that you will you will see how much of god's glory you are carrying uh, this flesh pushed puts a limitation on us so yes jesus became flesh and blood he had to come down from his glory Okay, this is what for only as a human being could he die, because only then could he taste and really know what what human beings were going through. Mm? Mm-hmm. It, but it is only by also dying eh, that he could break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. The devil's last card is death. The minute the devil bound you with that chain, you give up. There's nothing you can do. If he answered the call, hey, call your name, enter here, you, you are gone. And so people lived in fear of death all their lives. But Jesus destroyed, broke that power. Hallelujah. When he went, chose to die, because he had not seen, eh? the devil could not bind him. They didn't know. They carried him, carried him into hell, carried him, in, I'm sure, into the deepest part of hell, bound him with the strongest chains. <laughs> and, and on the third day, Jesus rose again. Hallelujah. It says, only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves 
to the fear of time. People don't want to die. Have you, don't you, have you not noticed it? People don't want to die because they don't know what is going to happen after. Jesus has answered that question for you and me. When you die today, I tell you, you are a child of God. You will go and meet your father straight away. <laughs> you are not waiting anywhere for any judgment. You will go and receive your judgment. Your judgment is discharged and acquitted. <laughs> you will come back with Jesus if you die now. And so there's no really, there's no need for us to be crying and wailing. Yes, we'll cry that we'll miss you. But you have gone on to glory. Hallelujah. Okay, so it says only in this way could Jesus set free all who have lived their lives as slaves uh, to the fear of, of dying. We also, we also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants, the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters. So that he, oh, I'm telling you, I read Hebrews chapter 2 to this brother. He was still arguing. Ah, I just told God. That day I prayed for him. I said, Lord, I know that sometimes our eyes are closed. You know, so to, to, to truth. But whenever we are trying to overinterpret or we we have misinterpreted the scripture, we try to always give it, you know, try to make it say things that the Bible is not saying. <laughs> Jesus, he says it was necessary for him to be made in every respect, like us, his brothers and sisters, so that it does it is not um it is not shame, shame for Jesus to be made like us. No, it wasn't shame for him. It was his own way of saving us. He had to become like his brothers and sisters. He says so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. <laughs> so when the high priest eh, in the Old Testament went into the holiest of holies, eh, he always went in with the understanding that he was a man. Was why he will be wearing, you know, the effort what he wore. There is there are bells on it that will be shaking, chicken, chicken, as he's walking inside the holies of holies. If they wait a few minutes and they don't hear that bell moving, they will pull him out with a chain. Eh? He has died <laughs> because he is still human. Yes, our own high priest too had to become human like us. Why? So that he could be a merciful and faithful high priest well so a lot of the high priests that sat before now they of course they died eh? because they were seen they were sinners just like you and i but jesus is not a sinner uh-huh. so but jesus is mercy it could be jesus could be merciful and at the same time be faithful so listen this morning your father eh, is merciful and he is faithful before God. He says, then he could offer a sacrifice that could take away the sins of the, of, of the people. Eh? Jesus' blood has taken away all your sins. He says, since he himself he says, since he, since he himself has, has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Hallelujah. So the next time you are going through that temptation, or you are going through that struggle, and it feels like the devil has you cornered. Don't call, call on Jesus. Because Jesus has gone through the same and he overcame. Okay? Hallelujah. Alright, let's take chapter 3. We'll run because of our time. Okay? Uh, Jesus is greater than Moses. Remember, he's writing to Jews. And you know, our Jewish believers. So, he has helped them grab the concept 
of because the consciousness of what we are reading in chapter two is the day of atonement. Is the high priest okay? The role that the high priest fulfilled is telling us that look, Jesus uh, better than that role. Okay, that role was a a wasted one because the high priest could not really fully qualify. He will explain it further later. Okay, so he has done that chapter one. He did angels. Chapter two, he has settled the high priest. Chapter 3 now is going to talk about the fact that Jesus is greater than Moses. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. (laughs) Like I said, chapter 2 is the high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him. Just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire household. You see, Moses, eh, telling you, I when we get to heaven, we will know better. But the children of Israel almost made Moses a god. And they wanted to worship him. <laughs> because when Moses entered the presence of God, Moses came out, his face was shining. It was like a it was like a anyway, it was a god. God told him that I will make you a god to Pharaoh. But God didn't tell him that I will make you a God to the children of Israel. Only God could be their God. (laughs) But, so, he's telling him here that, yes, Moses served faithfully. He's going to compare Jesus with Moses. eh? Moses, you can't put him beside this, 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 this man, this God's messenger that we are telling you. Three, he says, but Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. Just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who builds everything is God. So Moses only did his own part as a part of of that house. But the one who owns all things, that's what this guy is saying, is Jesus. He says Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. Did you see that? Moses was faithful as a servant, his work was an illustration of the truth God would reveal later. All of the Old Testament, the laws, eh, are illustration of the truth God will reveal later. Since but Christ as the Son, Moses as the servant, Christ as the Son, they are different too. <laughs> that is why Christ deserves small honor that Moses in other words pay more pay attention to Jesus that's what he's telling them but Christ as the son is in charge of God's entire house just imagine a house you have servant you have son what which one is this which one is the servant son you can make months maybe if the, if the son is still a child you can be anyway it uses the word son so this is for a son that has come of age <laughs> at that point the servant will sit down but Christ as the son in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house. Yes, yeah, so we are the household of God. It says, and we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. I love that part. If, if we keep our courage and remain confident, I want again, please. I know. I by now you should already know. There is nothing as I was saved once and I'm saved for all times. If we keep our courage and remain confident, there are too many scriptures to tell you that that's not true. We must walk by faith. Eh? Every step we take in front of us 
is by faith. Scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. Since that is why the Holy Spirit says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. It says there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. Say so, I was angry with them and I said their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never, they will never enter my place of rest. Okay, you can go read up on this. You can read in Psalm, Psalm 95. You can read it, you know, in the accounts of what Moses wrote. And the children of Israel went through the wilderness. God said that they will not enter. He says, be careful then. Dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must, you must warn each other every day. He's talking to believers, so he's not talking to unbelievers. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Just like the people in, in Israel, okay, that went with Moses. They too, they were deceived by sin and hardened. Over time, they became Moses' enemy. It says, for if we are faithful to the end, did you hear that? Hey, I wish I could pull every Christian's ears. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. So what will happen if we are not faithful to the end? Hmm. Better hold on to Jesus. Hallelujah. So remember what it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled against when they rebelled against God. Don't harden your heart. Psalm 95. And who was it when who rebelled against God? Even though they heard his voice, wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? The same people that saw the that saw the pillar of cloud, that saw the pillar of fire. The same people that saw God destroy the Egyptian army, they rebelled against God. The same people that saw the manna come down from heaven and God give them meat as much as they, 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 they wanted, they were the same people that rebelled against God. I know that some of us will say, ah, Pastor, no. If I was in that group, I could not. Eh? I will see God's power like that. Or as in real power like that. I will see it and I will still not believe God. You will be shocked. If you give, if you allow sin eh, to harden your heart, it's so it wants us. He says, was it not them? Okay, they rebelled. It. Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? Says, and who made God angry for 40 years? For 40 years, every day. Eh? They were literally tormenting God. Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? He says, unto whom was God speaking? when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest wasn't it the people who disobeyed him so we see that because of their unbelief they were not able to enter his rest okay so let's round up let's read let's round up they were not able to enter because of their unbelief don't make the mistake we won't enter too if we allow unbelief in our hearts and that's why I tell you this morning, hold on to Jesus to the very end. Even in death, so I have been opportune to be by people as they go, people as they're about to die, I've been opportune to be there. 
those who have Jesus in their lives, okay, who have a relationship with Jesus, leave this world with a smile on their faces. I've seen it. I'm telling you. But those who don't have Jesus have been have been opportune to be uh, to see an afar, you know, uh, a Muslim cleric leave this world, okay. And when it was time, <laughs> when the when the hand of death came, uh, it was clear that I'm not sure of where I'm going to. And I'm telling you, it was pain, it was struggle with death. No, I am not going. But death said, "This is time," okay. So this morning. For believers listening in, uh, please don't allow any unbelief in your life. That's what he was warning them. Don't allow any unbelief in your life. Now we have seen that, look, Jesus was greater than Moses. Okay, so leave that one aside. But Jesus is fit. He is merciful. He is just. He qualifies to be our high priest. And that is what we are going to thank God for this morning. Father, thank you for giving us Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us, paying the perfect sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. That qualifies us. Ah, thank you, Father, that we are qualified this morning. We are qualified to enter your presence. We are qualified, Lord, to worship you this morning. Lord, we are praying. We are asking this morning, help our unbelief. Just like that man that asks you, Jesus, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, we ask you this morning, help our unbelief. If there is any trace of unbelief in our lives, Father, take it away. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening in this morning who will not miss you, who will not misstep with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this morning, each one of us will make it. In the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. Once again, we thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Father, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.